Welcome to the Explorers podcast. I'm Michelle Martin, and together with my husband, David, we present new weekly episodes focusing on all things outdoors. We focus on camping and overlanding, people, places, and mapping. For those of you new to ExploreOz, our website is www.exploreoz.com. And our app is called ExploreOz Traveller, which you can check out on the app stores available for all platforms. Our podcast is not just about tech and maps, it's also about sharing beautiful places in our country. We chat with travel community and we want to learn from one another and share that with you. We want to introduce to you some ideas from others about living the adventurous lifestyle and hopefully you'll find it inspirational. Subscribe to the podcast, tune in weekly as we bring you stories, insights and tips from extensive four-wheel drive Explorers. Explorers is more than a channel, it's a journey. So gear up for another episode and let's explore together. Hi everyone and I'm David and this is Michelle and we're the team from uh, Explorers <laughs> and today we want to give you a bit of a rundown on the story of how Explorers came to be uh, and, and break the ice with our podcast, first podcast to you. So where did it all start from? It started, I don't know, how many years ago did it start, Michelle? So long ago, I can't even count that far back. <laughs> I think it's 20, oh well, 25 years. Okay, yeah, sometime around about that number of years ago, um, we had corporate jobs uh, over east in Sydney and we were working for the man like most people seem to be these days and every other day. And we went on a holiday, and I think Vanuatu has a big a big part to do with Explore Oz as much as it could possibly be. We went uh, to Vanuatu for a scuba diving holiday, and there we met a couple of dive instructors, and we were just having a chat, and we were quite young, uh, mid, were we quite young, mid to late 20s, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, that's quite young compared to where we are now. And mm-hmm. we had a discussion about what it when is it best to travel? When is it best to see things? What are the risks and what are the things that you want to do in life? And during some of those chats, we, we found out that most people that come away and do these great holidays and have all this great time are older people um, who've particularly got plenty of money and not much capability of doing as many things as you want to. So we sort of set about a bit of a path to make sure that we touch base and travel uh, around Australia specifically. We had no agenda. We weren't planning to go out and start Explore Oz. We just wanted to go out, quit our jobs and go traveling for a few years. I mean, what perfect, what a perfect thing to do would that, you know, would that be? <laughs> so we joined the Toyota Land Cruiser Club in Sydney and we bought a troop carrier and uh, we went on some exploration trips with them and we learned a bit about how, how to do stuff. And during some of all of that set up, uh, I had a bit of an issue with a cancerous scare and I suppose that uh, coupled with, you know, wanting to go away, sort of increased the speed at which we decided that we wanted to make our break and do something. So uh, the day that my final radiation therapy treatment was finished was the day that we had the car loaded up in the car park at the hospital and we got in it and we basically drove straight to Cape York um, from from there to start our adventures and we travelled around um, around Australia for a couple of years at that point. Yep. So, obviously when we we did this great travel and me being a computer nerd who was already into the internet, um, in the days when we were working in Sydney, one of my jobs was 
early on in internet development. Uh, I was part of the breaking group in, in first versions of HTML and all sorts of stuff. So the internet and I go back a long way. Michelle was always a journalistic type and documenter and, and good writer. So by taking what I wanted to do being internet and software, uh, internet uh, communications and Michelle's journalistic things, we started writing our own personal website as we traveled. It was called Beach and Beyond at the time. And, and it was basically a precursor of our scuba diving adventures, then coupled with our traveling around Australia adventures, for which we thought we were going to scuba dive our way around the country. We had in our camper tra in our trailer setup at the time, behind the troopie, we had five scuba tanks and a whole lot of deep diving rigs and equipment and all the stuff to go and do this great scuba diving that we thought we were going to do heaps of. And two years later, I think I took the tanks out having used it once or twice maybe in our entire adventure. But that's another story. So Beach and Beyond became our publishing platform. And but let's talk about the publishing platform. The publishing that platform. That was pretty cool. Yeah, okay, that is on. actually really, really cool. Yeah. We had a mobile phone. And in those days, they weren't smartphones. Yeah, they were literally a brick, like about this long. You couldn't fit it in your pocket. It was about this thick and it had removable battery on the back. Anyone that's in our era, you know, 50-year-old and old older, Nokia you'd remember brick. what it, it is. had the fixed antenna, yep. yeah. And somehow David figured out a way that we could actually publish a website using that phone. I don't understand how it all worked, but there are photos of me diligently writing at a camp table in the dark with a floodlight, a torch, whatever we used in those days. There's nothing fancy. We didn't have headlamps. This is in the 90s. And I'm typing on the laptop and then somehow he managed to upload that information through that phone at very, very slow internet data speeds at huge expense. 1,200 BPS, I think. <laughs> I thought it was 96. Oh, that was when it anyway, got better. <laughs> and it made it onto this, this website. And look, honestly, how we went from that which was documenting our personal life, to becoming explorers, took about 18 months. And what actually happened was um, we got 10,000 people following that website. Mm. And we're talking about 1997, 98, 99. That's enormous numbers when you look back now. There was no such thing as Facebook. There was no Instagram. There was no one even had a desktop computer There was no home. Google. There was no Google. There was nothing like this. I don't know how 10,000 people found us, but what we did do, and we still do today, is we actually um, opt people in to give us their email address, you know, like subscribe or whatever, and then we sent out newsletters. And the funny thing is this man here is absolutely hilarious to travel with. And unfortunately, he's funny because I make fun of his misadventures. Uh -huh. So on the front page of this Speech and Beyond website was an update. And so I'd send a newsletter to say, come and have a look at the update of what's been going on the last two months, what we've been up to. And David would have um, had an accident of some sort. <laughs> and yeah. there was this huge list of little accidents. Yeah. And look, I'd only been with David... Oh, well, I think we were only about five years into our relationship when we started this trip. And look, now we're about 30 years into our relationship. And I've now come to realize that that is just a pattern of David's life. He does um, get really involved in things and he just is an overachiever. And people who tend to live that sort of life, live large, also have a lot of large accidents. Um, and David is forever hurting himself. So it made really it good it. reading. <laughs> so people tell me. You've got to break it to make it. Yeah. So anyway, this um, personal travel website, Site that was really for family and friends, and also for David to develop. I think some of your 
internet writing skills because you did have a vision that the internet was going to be the big thing. Um, and so you're dabbling around with that. Oh, what better place to be doing that when you're traveling? So, um, yeah, that, that's honestly what happened. We suddenly got feedback from people, invites to their house, um, yep. come and tell us your story. You're so inspiring. We're so scared about quitting our jobs. How do you, what do you do? How, what do you do with your house? What do you do with your belongings? And a lot of people were actually quite surprised when they actually heard about how we did it because we are talking, and I'm saying before Google, before Facebook, in the early, in the mid-90s, and we literally just sold everything and quit. And we were quite young and we were on good jobs. And I'm not boasting, but we had very high salaries. We didn't have kids. We didn't have, like, the, the ties, the anchors that, you but know, also, make you not make those decisions. We also didn't go out with a plan. To do this, the plan to do yeah, this. Yeah, I guess that's right. I suppose we, I, I suppose we were publishing, so people might think we had a, an agenda or something. But it, as Michelle said, this is before all this stuff, and publishing wasn't wasn't a thing. Hmm. Um, so we were publishing, um, but we hadn't created a business concept. And I remember, <laughs> I remember, there's a few very few mem- memorable parts of when we were on our journey, but on those few years of travelling and. You know, the turn left, turn right. Are we going this way or that way? You know, that, that was kind of a common thing. Yes, but in the centre of Australia. Are we, we going driving, the west coast or the yeah, east coast? Yeah, the east coast, you know. And we sat, we turned the ignition <laughs> off and pulled the handbrake on and stopped and sat and talked about it for 10 or 15 minutes before we decided. Yeah. But we had a, a number of those sorts of things. But I remember driving through around the inner Minka area and I remember seeing a car that had Explorate or something as a number plate. And, okay. and, and, and that kind of stuck with me for a while. And then and it was a few weeks later, we were sitting on the banks of the Diamantina River, and, um, Cooper sorry, the River. Cooper River yeah. in Aminka, yeah. having a few bevies. And uh, we came up, we, we were, we were analysing the fact that we had this massive web readership and we had this well, large number, a reasonable web, web readership and a large number of email people talking to us. Because what I'm really remembering at that point was that we'd spent a lot of time in the Birdsville community and we'd actually been asked by the Birdsville community if there was a way that we could use our um, internet and our sort of platform to better inform the incoming influx of travellers to make better use of what was in the town. So the town had um, supermarket and you could buy fresh food and you could buy fuel. And what they wanted was to make that disconnect closer between um, thinking that you're going somewhere remote and you haven't got anything to offer, yet the local community wanting to service those, that mm. tourism side of things. And look, whilst, whilst there's the, these days there's a big red bash that didn't exist, there was only the um, Birdsville races. And in between the whole year, in between the Birdsville races, there's just a few grey nomads travelling by four-wheel drive and really only in the outback season. It's not as popular as it is now. And so what the um, Birdsville community um, were saying to us was that is there a way that you could better inform people coming from the cities and they spend all their money and they're loaded up to the hilt and then they arrive and then then they're not there to spend any money in the community. And um, Yeah, so we took that. We took that and we took the number of people that were visiting our site, the number of people who were sending us emails all the time and and right there on the right there on the banks of that river we decided to set up this business opportunity and that we'd work towards that. Well, we wrote a business plan. We I remember a, that much. We wrote a business plan, yeah, which which was much more about the marketing of the outback regional areas than, yeah. than, than ever actually came to be. And as Michelle was saying, you know, I like to uh, 
do everything a hundred million times over to the nth degree. Uh, we wrote this great customer management system for all these regional businesses that didn't understand it and didn't use it, and we did all this great stuff early on in the, in, in the life of Explore Oils. But basically, getting back to how to, you know when we when we started that, we effectively by hook or by crook we drove ourselves back to Sydney so I could pick up a bit of contract work so that we had some level of income coming in. And in the uh, caravan park, Michelle was sitting in the caravan park during the day while I was catching the bus into North Sydney um, doing some work. And Michelle was writing the business plan, creating logos and doing the first content um, for the website. This was around about December uh, 99, um, uh, that sort of a time frame. And we basically had made the decision that we were going to hightail it to WA and make our setup uh, of our business and our lives in Perth. Um, and so basically from from the caravan park in New South Wales, it still took us some time. Did we, we didn't go straight from there. We did another trip, didn't we, to get over there? Yeah, we, we were back. trying to meet up with Carsten at oh, Moomba yeah, Gasfield for the year 2000, whatever they called oh, that yeah, in those the days. End, the, the, the end of the world. Was going to be, the end wasn't of the it? world. The millennium bug. <laughs> that didn't happen. The millennium, the millennium bug that didn't bug. happen. Yeah, and we ended up in Broken Hill uh, because the roads were all flooded. It so we couldn't flooded. actually get to our destination. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, if you cast all those decision points and all those bits and pieces, we drove over to WA, we plopped ourselves into our house and we started writing this thing called Explore Oz that we had a logo for, we had a business plan, uh, and we, and we started to create it. It was first published and first put out there in... March was the, 2000. No, it was January 2000. Oh, okay. It was January 2000, yep. January, February, March, something like that, but yep. it was fairly much January and I think the first parts of... You know, any commerce type stuff we tried to do was a March, April time frame, and we spoke to him about bringing maps on, and we, you know, we then started well, the whole business. Yeah, while. that's another whole story in itself. So now you've uh, heard a bit of an introduction about how Explorers uh, came to be and where we bought it from. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Make sure you subscribe and jump on to our next podcast where we're going to exp expand a little bit on. Um, the actual Explorers business and the model and making it go through the ages. We'll catch up with you then.